It may be sunny in Kansas City and Denver, but we wouldn't have a clue because we're at Grand Cayman for the World Tokenomic Forum. Sucks to be us, huh? Today, you're going to meet one of the top marketing executives in the world. He's worked with Facebook, Twitter, Kraft Foods, Pepsi, ABC, Fox, and a bunch of other names that you're likely to recognize. We had an utterly great time speaking with him about the future of marketing and blockchain, among other things. You'll also discover how you can own a piece of the profits derived from real estate in a new blockchain-centric venture in a special sponsored ICO Spotlight segment. Warning, there's a plethora of cow jokes ahead. So if you're lactose intolerant, don't say we didn't tell you. Put on some SPF 50 sunblock and join us from the Cayman Islands for episode number 124 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, Fun in the Sun with Travis and Joel. In fact, you're going to want to check out our Instagram uh, stories that we are doing here from the beach and uh, on location at the World Tokenomic Forum. Yes, it is. uh, It's very beachy here. I love it. You know, this is the second time I've been here to to the Cayman Islands. And the first time uh, Chris Snook and I, we, we had a blockchain evening it was an evening with travis and chris snook blockchain event here in cayman islands and now uh it's turned into a whole conference where some of the top world leaders uh, at least in crypto and heck the, the premier of the cayman islands is actually even here as well so pretty cool to uh to start at the bottom now we're here yeah and we we've got one interview that we conducted here today that you're going to get to listen to you're going to actually absolutely love bon and bow this is just such a insightful and entertaining interview but we've got other content that's going to be coming up for you over the next week or so that uh, we're grabbing here at the event just because there's so many people here that have some really interesting and profound things to say so you're not going to want to miss that you know what else you don't want to miss is that we need from you to subscribe to the show. We've been told by our producer that we don't uh, instruct you enough. And we discovered that when people download the episode, but they don't actually subscribe, it actually hurts the show because the Apple iTunes algorithm looks to downloads and then they want to see how many people, you know, stick around, how many people want to get the show regularly. So we would really appreciate it. Yes, we're talking to you. If you're like, hey, woo, me? me now if you're already subscribed okay we're not talking to you but if you're not subscribed then this show is just for you right now you're the only person in the world as far as we're concerned would you please take a moment and hit the subscribe button if you're in itunes then do it there if you're on another platform do it there but that really helps us to get the word out about bad crypto and it helps us keep our ratings because we're like in the top 40 for business in itunes and uh, we kind of want to stay there and we want to keep delivering the best crypto attainment to you guys yeah and and actually this is primarily itunes related so maybe you listen to us on spotify and that's the place you listen to us all the time or iHeartRadio or any other places uh if you listen to us on google play google music whatever uh, at least you know, maybe open up your iTunes on your computer and subscribe to us there. So you may listen to us in another place, but at least subscribe to us because that is really part of that that fancy algorithm that iTunes has. 
And the more subscriptions that we get on a regular basis, the higher the ranking we get. So that's good. And then the more people will listen to the show over time. It's a it's a fancy feedback loop. Anyway, we've got uh, two segments for you today. And the first one with Bonin Bao. You guys are going to love this. Let's go. And Mr. Travis Wright and I are here at the World Tokenomic Forum in the beautiful Grand Cayman. It's wonderful here. K-Man. K-Man. I want to sound like a local. I'm just saying. All right. Yeah. I got the email that specifically laid out how to present, uh, how to pronounce the island's name. Otherwise, you know, you don't sound like a local. That's true. Yeah, so it was great this morning. I got up at like 5.15, went out to the beach. And, wow, look uh, at you. Hung out at the, in the ocean. Well, you know what? It's like I love to watch the sunrise come up over the ocean. And you get these really cool uh, images when you do that. And so I actually hung out there in the ocean. And then when the sun was coming up, the sky was like all these purple rays that was coming. It was so beautiful. Purple rays. Purple rays. Purple rays. Woo! Yeah, I hung out there for about an hour hanging out in the ocean by myself, except me and a few fishes. You, you. And- I hear you can see the fish here. I did. I saw a couple. Now that I got LASIK, I could see them easier. You guys are hearing a third voice that you might not recognize. Also, some wonderful dulcet tones. This is the one and only Bon and Bow. His name is B O N I N B O U G H. I want to pronounce it Bauga. 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 We're all doing it. <laughs> this uh, this bio, everybody's doing bonandbio.com. Like, look at this foremost award marketing executive in the field, host of in the, the world, in the world, in the world. Well, in it, the says, it says field here. You need, okay, you we got to adjust the website. the universe. <laughs> uh, he's the author of Text Me. It's a, here's the number to text him 646 759 1837. And he's one of the, he was one of the youngest C suite executives in a Fortune 50 company. He has spearheaded some of the industry's largest marketing marketing campaigns across digital, mobile, TV, print, experiential, and um, apparently in this bathroom as well, some experimentation. We've done some. I actually did do a very early mobile campaign called Lavatorials and was for a drug called Zelnorm, which was for irritable bowel syndrome. And so he asked people <laughs> to text from, we did all these ads, text back from of the bathroom stalls, text from the toilet. This is early day. This is before iPhone. <laughs> yeah. We launched it in Germany. Germans, by the way, I'm just saying, any Germans who listen, you guys know you're weird. You go to real places that I've never been. But go ahead. What is that poop <laughs> happening? <laughs> that poop. There's such, a, there's such a great video of this of this dude. He goes. Uh, he goes. What does it mean? Julie is a party pooper. <laughs> she poops at parties. Why does Julie poop at parties? <laughs> She's a party pooper. Why, why a party would pooper. you? Uh, Bonin's here at this event, and we don't know why. We just know that I'm he's super it out smart. Too. He's into the cryptos. And what are you doing here, dude? You know, I'm a partner on this event. Like this crazy guy, Chris, was like, "Hey, I want to do this crazy thing." I was like, "Yeah, I like crazy stuff." So he did this. No, I think uh, for me, what it really is about is. You know, there's a lot of conversations you guys know, bad crypto. Um, But for me, it's really how do you begin to look at the tokenization of everything and coming from a a pretty big media product, consumer packaged goods background. I'm really intrigued by the ability for us to one track identity. So who actually touched a piece of media? Did they actually get served that media? So can I reconcile a delivery? And then how do I exchange real payment for if I know it's a real person, they actually saw it? And then how do I reconcile that media? And how do I do that at the pace at which consumers are actually, or at the pace at which the exchange and and transaction happens? If you really think about media today, media is comprised of a pretty complicated 
mediated system which closes 90 days later the data the transparency a lot of that is is very murky at best um and so if you can change that world you know uh what's to say it's png right i guess that 50 percent of my media is bad i just don't know what 50 percent. well maybe we can actually close that gap and maybe i'll know the 50 percent. i'm of the 50 percent, so that's bad we're, we're bad. We're bad, too. Yeah, but th- there are a lot of companies that are popping up in the advertising space uh, in blockchain, and so we're seeing a lot of innovation in that. Is there some some companies that are doing some stuff in blockchain that have got your interest? That uh... Fusion 7, Kochava, Amino, there's a bunch of guys. It's early days as with all of these things, as we always see. So I think media is interesting, but I also think that, you know, there's interesting stuff around, like, supply chain, where did my food come from, mm-hmm. as people become, or there's interesting things uh, on the other side of that, which is I'm a farmer, how do I actually prove? I was just at a Milken watching an interesting panel. You're at what? what? A Milken? Yeah, I was at a Milken. It's where you you milk, you know. Anyway, uh, you just milk cows. Just walk around milk cows. Uh, yeah, boga. Uh, <laughs> no, it's moga. <laughs> so, um, uh, no, at the Milken Institute, their global global event and uh there was a guy who was talking about something can we just camp out on the milking for a moment <laughs> like what would that look like right I, it would be like first of all would it be bring more beneficial cow. to the bring, uh, bring bring or the cow like yeah the cows are like thank you like they're like just coming in like hey man just oh yeah they're really you, you got cow. hands i i got udders let's get this done let's get this go let's bring your pail <laughs> byop <laughs> that's fantastic uh, oh i see a spin-off podcast coming you know the bad milkin milkin yeah all right bad anyway milking. uh maybe yeah serious. so a few squirts later i was um <laughs> so i saw a panel you bad people i saw a panel and um what was interesting was the guy was talking about so you have a syrian refugee and she has been building a garden selling crops goes to try to get banked. Bank goes, I can't bank you. Why? Because you have no history. Well, here's the five different IDs I have because I've been kicked out of five different countries. Yes, but that's not historical enough for me, so I can't bank you. Okay, but I have cash, but I still can't give you a bank account because you have no historical background that's traceable in the country that I operate my bank in today. And so that was interesting, which is, so the other side, and that's a little extreme, but is the farmer side or the supplier side, being able to track their history of being a part of the supply chain. And so I think it's everything from tracking where your food came from to the other side, which is, you know, think about somebody who's harvesting coffee or somebody who's harvesting chocolate. I don't know why I can't think of the real name of chocolate, but, um, and, you know, they are a local farmer. How do they actually track their purchases improve their value in the supply chain. So I think there's a lot of interesting things that are going to happen around the tokenization of actions in general, assets and actions. Yeah, it's really handy to know exactly where your stuff came from. You know what I mean? I mean, there's just a, you know, you see, oh, this came from here. Well, really, do we know that it really came from here? Because, uh, you know, that's one of those things about advertising and marketing is that not everything is true that they tell you, right? What do you mean? All natural milked in the Caymans. Mm-hmm. No. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. All, 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 all these things. things on the the <laughs> all these things on the labels, right? You know, all natural. Like, what does that actually mean? And regulations are different depending on what state you're in, what country you're in. So it's a. I mean, look. 
you know, I've run a lot of these businesses. I can tell you where all the bodies are buried. Sorry, go ahead. Well, we want to know. This could be really interesting. Like this, this podcast can turn into evidence, state's evidence, if we know where all the bodies are buried. I plead the fifth. Who killed J- JFK? <laughs> Come fifth, on. The fifth does not work in the Cayman <laughs> Islands. It doesn't, doesn't work. Who sold uranium to the Russians? We want to know. Trump. <laughs> so go ahead. No, no. You have something really. You're about to you, you either about to make a really bad joke or to say something brilliant. I never I wanna, make a bad joke. I just want to be very clear. No, what I was going to say is that like. So what's interesting is that what you don't realize is how fluid the laws around ingredients, farming, uh, organic, all natural really are. So state by state legislation changes things. So you could be selling a product today that's legal in 49 states and all of a sudden tomorrow in that one state becomes an ingredient that you can't use and that has ramifications and impacts. What's sad about that to me is that the federal legislation around food and, uh, and ingredients that you put on your body is just not as stringent as I think one would like it to be and i think uh, we have a baby food business that we're working on now and when you begin to look at the labeling on even baby food so if you take one of those pouches i won't name somebody take them off the shelf and you feed your kid that three times a day that's the equivalent of them drinking two cans of coca-cola like that's crazy but the labeling is so nascent around organic natural for baby right now that they're not responsible for telling you any of those kind of things you can flip it around and figure it out on your own but anyway i guess i guess so much sugar in it yeah there's so much stuff i guess my point is is that is that we have to demand more. And I think that what's interesting around the token economy is that not only will you be able to demand more, but you'll be able to, to actually have transparency into it. Are those demands being met? Are I we demand, meeting those demands? I demand more. <laughs> yeah. More what? Just, I just want more. Ooga! So Ooga. Are, <laughs> are you involved in any crypto projects in particular? Uh, in particular? Yeah, Personally. I'm on, the board of a, I'm on the board of a few. Yeah, I'm on the board of a few. I think that for me, what I think will be more interesting is, so I really believe, so we're working on this one thing, which is basically the tokenization of media. So at the end of the day, you create media. So what's really interesting is that our GDP, so really about production, right? So when you look at, there's a lot of valuable assets that are created by people today in the digital economy that are not actually tracked or measured that don't actually sit inside of our GDP. So for example, content. So I create content that advertisers advertise against Facebook. Like, like primarily. this podcast. Like this podcast, yes, which I will monetize. Um, so if you're out there, text me 646-759-1837. I want to take your money or sell your data. Either one, whatever you like. I'm either Facebook or your worst friend. Uh, so um, <laughs> and you know, Zuck, if you're listening, yep, text me too. I'll take Zuck's your... not listening. No, he doesn't. No, that. Uh, well, yeah. he's probably actually listening through his computer though right now. Yeah, he's probably, <laughs> he probably, yeah, he's probably selling he's not listening data. to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, busy. he's listening through the phone. Him and Marissa May are trying to figure out what they're going to do next. Uh, anyway, so so you, but that that production of content is actually not recorded in our production tracking gdp right and also that monetization of it tends to go unbalanced versus what you actually produce so imagine a world where every piece of content that i produce or even so two two sides every piece of content that i produce i can track and i can actually track who's monetizing it and ultimately i can take a piece of it or my data i can release my data and monetize my data it's okay if you want to sell my data to the russians it's just 
I like to get paid for that. You know what I mean? So I just like a cut of this you for your data. Exactly. You have not uh, you have not successfully hacked enough to get the rights to data. It's all data. Yes, exactly. Oh, you guys can have a conversation here. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Very nice. Yeah, so you know you, you mentioned a couple of interesting points about how data is not mentioned in our GDP and how data, you know, and how our content could be mapped to some sort of blockchain where it could be you know and i think that's really where copyright comes in it's like i, I created this you know i think Kodak did that whole yes yeah, i was going to mention that the whole kodak thing from a c from a from a uh, cpg perspective it's kind of an interesting play I, I don't know how many times like i found like a cool image on google and then i put it on a blog post actually i know exactly how many times twice and i put it on <laughs> put it on it was on, i was working with a client and i was like oh i found the perfect image and then Getty was like, oh, that's our image, and we need you to pay, pay us $1,700 for that image right now. And which, I was like, which you can negotiate with them. Yeah, I could say, well, I could switch this out and put a different image on. <laughs> and pay you zero. Right. As I always like to say, eat a bag of, you know, M&Ms, because uh, you're not getting That's not what you, you say. That's not what I say. No. That's, what I say. that's not everybody. You know what he says. Uh, bad cryptopia listeners and so let, let's let's talk Bitcoin in particular then. And uh, when did you become Invest? alert? Well, I wasn't going to say invest, but at least, you know, start going down the rabbit hole. Uh, two years ago, I guess. I don't, I, you know, look, again, I think that coin is a different ball game than token. And I think that the reality is, is that, you know, what's really going to be interesting. So we were looking at another project where companies working with a pretty notable player in the space to create an index so that the hedge funds and pension funds of the world can actually begin to invest uh, against an index. That's when you unlock. So from a coin perspective, once that happens, then we begin to unlock real money. You What's know, happen? Uh, I think I think you're staring down the barrel of six months max, to be honest with you. I think you'll be surprised. Staring the, down the udder. Yeah. The right, udder. That's, let's keep it on theme here. Oh, this is utterly Oh, ridiculous. oh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I thought you said you didn't do any bad jokes. There you go. That was a bad that was a dad joke, joke not yeah. a bad joke. Uh, so, yeah, oh, I, I think that once fun. that happens, the, the value that will be unlocked. You know, I had uh, my financial advisor. I won't say where he's from, so he doesn't get in trouble uh, like four months ago. Say, hey, maybe you should put more in crypto. I was like, wait a second. Is that official? recommendation he's like no no it's not official definitely not official i'm not but, a fine i mean i am a financial but I mean, i'm not a finan- yeah, but, yeah. i'm not a crypto advisor <laughs> exactly so but when they can start doing that and then you have that you know the volatility alone you talk to all the guys that day trade it the volatility alone is interesting and so um yeah so i think that that's when crypto as a currency becomes really interesting but i think tokenization will become interesting again next six months and i think you're seeing a lot of asset-backed projects whether it's real estate or contracts or you know any of those kind of things which i think are, are big too so or media or that kind of stuff so yeah, it's fascinating the um I read just yesterday that the owner of the New York Stock Exchange is looking at setting up a, a, an exchange for crypto, right? And so you see all this big money that's coming in. And then you also have people like uh, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger who are saying that it's like trading turds and it's rat poison squared. And then you look a little deeper into Berkshire Hathaway and you're like, oh, yeah, because they have $65 billion worth of banking stocks. No wonder they, they don't like the crypto. Crypto sucks. Yeah, no wonder crypto sucks. It's just it's just interesting a watching lot of people these people have made a load of money trading turds. No, okay. <laughs> Can you quantify that? Uh-huh. Which is in yeah, one yeah. of those. Yeah. 
Yeah, all those everything changes, right? And all those perceptions turn around. You see a lot of the bank leadership change. I think it's uh, you know, it is like with any other it's like with the exchange, any other marketplace, as long as it's validated by enough people, it becomes a reality. And I think that but I think what's more interesting to me about blockchain in general is that it reminds me of 1999 and the days of the internet where anything was possible and the future of the world was about to be dramatically changed. And that type of enthusiasm is really exciting and I think drives true reinvention of models. And to me, it's almost like we're going to go to space. Well, that transformed the industrial revolution and the technological advances that came out of that were utterly amazing. And uh, yeah, anyway, so jokes aside, I think that that's what's happening. And I think that that's exciting to see another generational wave of, hey, we can transform the systems that exist today, even though it's only 20 years after the Internet. Mm -hmm. So systems transform slowly, right? When we see a new technology know. come along. Well, you know, so I was building. Is that uh, the truth? Don't yell at me, Bon and Boga. 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 Um, you know, I was building websites in 95, but I was dialing into BBSs in 1980. So, you know, and, and, and I was oh I was early, very early at the game for building sites. And that's a 15 year span right there. So there are those, you know, have been in crypto for a while that would equate crypto world now to internet circa 1985 some say 1995 that were so early that even though there's been press out there about crypto that most people still don't get well, it's been negative and so look i i dis i agree and disagree right so i think that the pace of change is actually much faster than we've ever seen. The pace of adoption, you know? And so, like, uh, so, yes, I remember uh, I was a young astronaut, and we would dial up, and we were ARPANET users at the time. And then, 95, I built my first web company with my college roommate. So, I remember all those days. But Did if you, you really you were a young astronaut? Yeah, I was yeah. Like, uh, I just saw him, like, in a Halloween costume, <laughs> you know, with the little... No, we were stationed on the like, Intrepid. when Lambo, when Moon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So imagine, I'm just going to paint a picture. You were a farmer years and years ago. Going back to the milking theme again. Here and we then go. You were milking your cow. Uh, then one day, 100 years later, still around somehow, you were like, oh, crap, I can go in the grocery store and buy milk. So that was a, a, an adjustment. And then I would say Internet. So, you know, we go dial up internet i think yeah so internet 35 years 45 years i think the adoption of mobile technology is happening faster than other technologies i guess my point is that i think our adoption curve continues to be bent and so i think you'll be surprised at how fast the concept i also think what's interesting and this is crazy is that the concept of tokens were introduced relatively early on so i think that points we're kind of a beginning of that. And I think that video games are oddly an introduction of the concept of value yeah, of in game a currency, currency right. that doesn't really tie to a currency that you're knowledgeable of, mm -hmm. but has still value yeah. for you in that circumstance. I just flipped, I just flipped it on our flipboard to this morning. Is it specifically for you, Mr. Joel Com, that, um, the world of Warcraft money, the virtual money in world Gold? of Warcraft, yeah. is worth seven times the the Venezuelan money. Oh my gosh, I'd laugh, but it's is not Venezuela funny is, because is it's trash. Non existent, right? 
Right. Well, their money's it's it's hurting for certain. Yeah, it's going to be like stacks and stacks. Somebody else showed me like Zimbabwe. You can get like a trillion dollar. I have one of those. Bill, do you actually? What is that actually worth? What's a trillion Zimbabwe in? Uh, it was like twenty bucks. I got to get one of those. How do you get? Why don't one they of just those? like you know just shrink down the Zimbabwe. zeros? They sell them in the like yeah literally. Zimbabwe.com. Probably can go to eBay, Mister Joelcom. We did a uh, we spent twelve days in Zimbabwe. It's sad because that country used to be probably one of the most prosperous in Africa, mm. and it was a breadbasket, the largest grower of wheat, and um, for good reason. They took the country back, and. They gave all these farms to the people. The problem was the people didn't have the knowledge of how to run. Farming is much different than it was 200 years ago when the guy was milking his cow. We've grown a little bit. Now they have cow milkers, like a dude who. It's pretty fancy. Yeah, you just it's plug crazy. It on the thing it's crazy. Like, you yeah. just can't jump in and run a farm anymore. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, we have uh, the examples that we've known from history. Uh, you know, China, communist China, communist Russia, um, you know, North Korea, and all these have been examples of how socialism just doesn't work in its purest form. But now we have Venezuela, who was the most prosperous nation in South America. And in a matter of years, decimated. And, the, you know, people go, that can't happen here. Mm. Well, what happens is typically in these socialist countries is that, you know, everybody who's in the country, they get the same amount of money. But then the, those that who are in power get super rich. Right. Those people who are in power just become super corrupt and they just steal as much money as possible. So it seems like that's what happens typically. And they they live all lavishly while everyone else. They have all the cows. Yeah. Best conversations in the world having a World Economic Forum. I am definitely saying that because I am a partner of it. So, uh, but what's interesting was last night, I had this interesting conversation. So somebody was like, well, I think North Korea is just um, posturing. Like, are they ever going to? I was like, well, if you really think about it, if you're him, you're like, I'm 35 years old. Like, either I make peace or I just have to stay on this part of this tiny little island for the rest of my life. If he makes peace, all of a sudden he can go, like, see Paris and see Cayman. Like, I mean, like, they, like right. if I'm him, I'm like, you know what? Shut the nuclear thing down. I'm going to go, go, go travel. Yeah. I want to see Fiji. I want to go. I'm going to go hang out in some cool places. <laughs> if I'm 55, I'm like, yes, communism all the way. <laughs> 35, though, you're like, you know what, dude? I kind of want to see some He's other like, people. I kind of want to go get laid yeah. in different parts take, of the world. Take my <laughs> wife and the little uns, you know. To, to go see stuff. I got a jet. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I got some fuel. <laughs> Let's do this. Kim Jong-un, world I just, tour. <laughs> I just had a vision of him like uh, from Dr. We're going to run into him at right. CES next year. <laughs> he's going to be playing with the robots. Oh, it's very cool. Yeah. I just had this vision of Dr. Strangelove where he's riding the missile, you know. Yeah. Slim Pickens, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be Kim. So let's let's uh, get some prognostications, you know, because uh, your your opinion is just as good as anybody else's. We all have, um, one. yeah, and everybody stinks, right? Mm -hmm. um, so Bitcoin. So let's hear your opinion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why not? Bitcoin, December thirty first, uh, two thousand eighteen. What, what's your prediction? He's uh, he's rubbing his forehead and his uh, eyes. He's either thinking up. really hard or he's just tired or he's going, how do oh, I get I'm, out I'm of this? Both. No, no, no. Up. But uh, I think the bigger. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I mean, I, don't, I think the bigger prediction is that we're going to see some successful projects actually launch. I mean, the, the, re the reality is as many of these things remain to be white papers and don't actually have tech in it. And I think even more than I think what the general public should think about is that the technology that drives these things are very difficult. These are like hardcore tech problems. Mm -hmm. And to have com 
you know, to have every computer in the world actually have to go back and track and agree and have consensus around a transaction is actually a really tough thing. And to do that at a speed right now, most of the platforms don't even close fast enough to truly trade. They definitely are not stock market level trading. They're not even media level trading, you know? So, uh, so I think for me, the end of 2018 will be make or break of some of these projects coming to fruition and us actually seeing it in the wild. And there's very few of those examples that you can point to today. There's a lot of interesting concepts that are being worked on, but I think 2018 is really, you know, three, four years later is really going to be the year of proving that it actually is the year of blockchain because we're going to see stuff in the marketplace. Yeah, that was great. I mean, I think that's that's one of the, the key things is that here's all these companies that have talked a mad game about here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. All right. How about do some of that? Do it. I, you know, there's a lot of these companies here on this, on this um, you know, coin market cap. You're looking at them. You're going like. Have they delivered yet? Are they delivered? There's been a few, like you know, Ethereum delivered in a big way. Neo's delivering, right? And there's a few. EOS is talking a big Tron, game. Tron, Tron, Tron's going. Are they going to deliver some stuff? Know. Maybe they'll deliver they some stuff. Great white paper. I know, you know, V Chain and some other ones are. We've talked to Mad Game, but and some of them are delivering, right? V Chain's making some big partnerships, and there's some other ones that are doing some really good stuff out there. Stellar doing really big partnerships, but. There's a whole lot of them out there who have kind of pie in the sky. We're going to do this, maybe, you know, and it, it always it always makes me wonder. It's like, oh, so now you have 50 million dollars and do you even need to do it or not? Like some of them are going to leave and go, hey, I got 50 million dollars and sorry, we didn't build our we didn't build our uh, project. But I got a really nice house in the Cayman Islands. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just got to take the house in the Caymans. I guess so. That's a meme right there. I want your picture on there with that quote. Sometimes you just got to take the house. I was looking at I was looking at the houses here in the Cayman Islands, and like you can get a really sweet ass house for a couple million, a nice view. You can get a really really nice one for like about forty million. <laughs> forty million isn't yeah. that anywhere? Pretty yeah. much, we're not we're not quite to there on bad crypto yet, but we're gonna get a bad crypto crib somewhere. <laughs> no, but I do I do think that that your point is is again is that there's a lot of interesting conversation, and now this year we just have to see delivery. And not that I'm worried about that. Mm-hmm. things will be delivered mm-hmm. it just you know that will sh- you know there's a lot of shakeout will happen much more between now and 2020 i think but uh yeah conversation speculation how about some execution iteration let's give uh, our audience something to really think about if you had we would to, love a rap you have a mo- yeah, can you rap for us <laughs> um, i do have the number one rap on the exec rap charts the exec in 2016 rap. i'm also the only one oh, very nice. uh in that category we'll executive rap. Do, do you need a uh you know what why don't i give you guys an MP3. I'd rather, you know, I don't like to stress my voice. I, yeah, I need it's kind of early it. in the morning, so you won't be hearing me rap today. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it does. The chorus does say, "I'm in an Uber. I'm on my way." So it's good. It's good. I'm gonna give it to you. You guys can play it fully. He's gonna your, tell us that it's good for yeah, your yeah. for your listeners. Yeah, yeah. Give it. Shoot uh, to it. We'll yeah, get it in yeah. the show notes. No, no. What I want you to do is, uh, if you could ask a question of the audience that would get them thinking about you know whatever it is you want people to think about what would you like them to noodle on ask 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 a question doesn't have to be crypto related doesn't have to be crypto related you can you can ask them to ponder their navels if you want to so the most interesting thing that i've started thinking first of all i compel the audience to go watch a movie called alpha go i don't know if you guys have seen it is it netflix 
AlphaGo Netflix. So it is about the very first artificial intelligence that beat the grandmaster at Go. So I didn't realize this, but Go is a lot more complicated than chess or anything. So it remained to be the game that nobody thought for mm-hmm. the next 10 they years. They thought it was going to be a long time before somebody long time. beat Go. So these guys started creating this you know, artificial intelligence, invited the number one champion of Europe to come play against plays against and uh don't he, don't spoil it he loses i'm not gonna spoil oh, it there we go all right no this is the first guy. so he loses and uh the guy is can't believe it he's like what so he decides to go on a quest to t- help them teach this computer to be able to beat the grandmaster and uh so they go to japan to beat the number one go player i won't spoil it usually i do tell more of the story but it's amazing because you go on this emotional roller coaster and you're basically asking yourself can humanity win hmm. Can humanity actually conquer the things that we've created that are actually in, more intelligent than we are? And actually, that machine goes on to learn and learn. And also, there's a port, portion of the movie where you see the machine. It has a, an algorithm that shows how much it believes it's going to win by. And this is all of a sudden going up and down, up and down, up and down. And you're almost like, is it being nervous? Does it actually have intelligence? I couple that now with there's a company called Boxed, which is like Amazon, but for mm-hmm. Costco, Costco kind of size products. They have introduced into their warehouses. So they have a, a, like what's common in most of these businesses is like a picker and a person, uh, some mm-hmm. cart. Like so a guy push a cart, the picker picks the order, drops in the cart. Now they've introduced a robot. And so the robot is now the cart. And the, but they still have people who push carts. So the people who push carts are walking by, looking at the robot, like, wait a second, dude, are you taking my job? Like they had to get like psychologists. It's pretty crazy. So I put all that in context, which is we have the, the, the change of work. We have artificial intelligence becoming smarter than we ever had. And now with blockchain and incentivizing systems, what happens in a world where an AI taught to think on its own makes decisions to incentivize it to do things that we don't necessarily agree with how do we stop that we're all gonna die basically right i've seen the movies i've seen all the sci-fi the flicks. funny thing about the sci-fi flicks is that think about every single sci-fi flick you've seen at, when you watch it, you're like never gonna happen and then five years later you're like holy shit, it, yeah, actually, it actually, happened. actually happened like my dad's 90 he's like what you could talk into phones like he grew up watching dick tracy and being like what crazy now right. it's like now he's like hey i've uh, thought of that before it's like people are going like man dick tracy would be like damn this iphone is amazing you, you know so, the guys from uh the, the what sophia like the the ai robot yeah yeah, yeah. Right. You've, you know them mm-hmm. and, and you've probably met. I can't remember the scientist's name, but he's got really long yep. hair. He mm-hmm. looks just like. And I remember the first time I saw them presenting, it was at a D10E event. And this guy's up there and he's all charismatic and enigmatic and he's automatic. He's grease lightning. He's and dramatic. he's and I'm sitting there thinking, you're the guy who created this. You're the first one to die. I've seen the movies. You are the one that she turns on and eats or whatever. Mm. Well, you're, all you're those, going, although we've we've met Sophia, we chatted with Sophia when we were in fake, uh, we, fake AI. Oh yeah, it's fake AI. We were we were in Davos at the World Economic Bug uh, House thing we were doing there, yeah. well, the crypto house. Yeah, totally. You have to program her completely to get her to to interact with you correctly. So it's, it's not actually real AI anyway. So can can I just note he's officially gone to texting he's i think he's done i think i think some of our fans have already texted him to his number <laughs> is that what's happening by the way i just want to note here on netflix we'll link to the show on netflix but in related searches uh my little pony friendship is magic and total frat movie came up when i searched for alpha go so 
Hey, you know, I'd sure. recommend that the audience watch all. Total frat movie. Read that. Watch that. That looks pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I was a um, I was listening to uh, to Scott Adams. Scott Adams on our show, uh, the creator of Dope. Yeah, yeah, of course. And you know, uh, he went to my college. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, he was talking about. It. He believes that. No, no, we, but he did go to my college. That's awesome. Congratulations, <laughs> congratulations. Uh, he he actually believes that we li- are living in a simulation, and it's like we think that oh, the universe is only five billion or twelve billion years old or whatever. But like, oh, that could be part of the simulation, right? If you were to got to a certain point where humanity was going to die we all decided to upload our consciousness up into some cloud system and then over time and on some other planet or whatever it's, it's really interesting to kind of think about it going wow it's like you know there's been scenarios where i've thought about something and all of a sudden poof here it is it's almost like it is like part of a program like boom like man instant manifestation kind of crazy stuff it's like it's kind of crazy to think about that and if not you know before too long all of our consciousness is going to be uploaded to some cloud. I mean, look how close we are now at this point in time. And I want to, I want to be verified on the Trav chain. And I want to like, this is authentically a, tr- a real Travis. That, that costs a million bad coin to get there. <laughs> bad that's coin. Yeah, that's no, no. Bad it's a, uh, it, you know, it's a, it's yeah. So anyway, you ask, leave the audience with that question. I would say, you know, somebody else said something interesting, which is you don't know that you're in the midst of the apocalypse until the end of the apocalypse. So, and I don't want to leave that question, but I think the the bigger thing is, is if, if those, if the concept of as actually creating species also, if you watch Westworld, like what rights do these things have? But if the concept of creating a whole nother species that will ultimately live in parallel to us exists, what other amazing things can man create? And so I would just ask your audience, like, how do we continue to do things that transform the world? And there's no reason why, in a positive you know, way. yeah, in a positive way. And there's no reason why, you know, uneradicated diseases still exist. There's no reason why poverty, there's no, I mean, there's so many things that we can, if we put our minds to it, can change. And lastly, so you talk about, are we living in simulation? If you go back and read like Plato, I think it's the caves, and he talks about, man are they looking at shadows and that was the man knows nothing else but the shadows that they see on the screen those shadows to him is his reality but there's somebody actually casting those shadows same concept which is are we living in a simulation we might be but can we make this the best simulation humanly possible crypto the future simulations all utter nonsense if you ask me sim, sim, <laughs> sim city bon and bow bon and bow dot com, uh, dot com is the website and uh, you can text him so that he can take your money at six four six seven five nine eighteen thirty seven what should they say when they text you I get everything. I don't know who it is. It's a blank number. So some people say, hey, so I just write hey back. Some people say hi, write hi back. If you actually are going to be brave enough to text me, say something interesting. Give me a reason to respond. Now somebody's just going to text something interesting. Or I get LOL. Yeah. Just just text him, stay bad. Yeah, stay bad. Thanks, Bonin. You rock. Talk to you. Told you guys you were going to love that. I loved it. Did you love it, Travis? You know what? I love Bon and Bauga. He's 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 actually not only is he brilliant, but he's hilarious. Yeah, and he's got his, he's got his own unique style, that's for sure. And you know what? What was most surprising to me, actually, Mister Joel Com, is that we got him off of his phone calls long enough to do an interview. Yeah, he was uh, he was negotiating and and uh, wheeling and dealing this morning before he was able to sit down with us. So we're grateful for that, Bonin, and uh, looking forward to seeing him again at an event in New York next week, which I'm sure will lead to even more content. And now we've got for you a special ICO spotlight. These guys are doing some interesting things with real estate on the blockchain and as always the ico spotlights are sponsored segments that means we're getting paid 
for them to appear on the Bad Crypto Podcast. We think what they're doing has some great potential, and we are not making any recommendations that you purchase anything. And guess what? If you're in the United States, you couldn't participate even if you wanted to. But wherever you are, we never recommend that anybody purchase any coins. We never recommend that you invest in cryptos because they're highly volatile. You could lose everything. And um, are we financial advisors, Travis? Uh, We're not advisors in anything except we do advise a couple icos yeah well and and we advise that people listen to the show we do advise people listen to the show Uh, i advise people to drink plenty of water when you're drinking alcohol like drink an alcoholic beverage then drink some water that you know because then you don't get a hangover the next day that's yeah i've heard you recommend that uh, advise that people cleanse and fast that's good let's go to our spotlight interview the Bad Crypto Podcast. Real estate has been a key investment vehicle for people for quite some time. And uh, those who are into real estate will tell you it can be quite profitable. And we've talked to a couple companies over the duration of the show about how blockchain can be implemented into real estate. And we have with us on this segment, Jacob Joska, who is the co-founder of BrickBlock, the website BrickBlock.io. And uh, these fellas want to tokenize over $250 trillion worth of real world assets that they secure in regulatory compliant framework. Welcome to Bad Crypto, Jacob. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me here. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about why we need to tokenize real-world assets like real estate. Um, Yeah, so why we need to tokenize it is a very simple answer. I think right now we are in a space where um, we are really tightened up to certain jurisdictions. So when you want to go out and buy something, for example, in, in Germany or in France from uh, from wherever you are in the world, it is very difficult. You don't know the local language. You don't know the um, the law which applies there. So we are trying to standardize this investment. And with a uh, token, with the blockchain, which is worldwide accessible, uh, you can easily uh, do it now. So we are providing a standard uh, for, for buying into uh, real estate uh, in the future. Yeah, so as Joel mentioned, Real estate is one of the largest investment vehicles in the world. And historically, people have spent a ton of money investing in real estate over the years. I'm curious exactly how is BrickBlock going to disrupt that industry? Yes. Yeah, so how, how we are going to do that is we are having a, a really a framework on the blockchain, uh, which uh, is uh, consisting out of more or less uh, nine uh, smart contracts on the Ethereum blockchain. So what, what we are actually doing is we are trying to make it as easy as possible for people to invest in real estate. So it's not that you have to go to your lawyer and ask him like, hey, what do I need to do there? What do I need to do there? Translate the documents and also get approval from uh, from your bank to, to actually receive this title. It's all on the blockchain and very simple. Uh, so what we are trying to do is really do everything in the background and provide a very simple user face for you to just review the project. If you like it, you can buy it, send the ether, and within two minutes, uh, you are owner of uh, of this uh, of this real estate or the profits which is come which are coming out of this real estate. Now, I want to understand a little bit more how that works. You know, how do we how do we get a piece of the profits for real estate? 
Sure. So uh, what, what you would do is like go on platform.brickblock.io and there you see a wide variety of, uh, of real estate, which, which you can select from. Right now, there's only one. This is our pilot project. But in the future, there will be uh, a lot of them. So then you can click on one, look at this uh, whole section, uh, look if it's interesting for you. If you like it, uh, you can then click on a button which uh, says invest now. You will have then a field where you can put in how much Ether you want to invest into this real estate. And it automatically shows you how many tokens uh, you will get and what percentage of this real estate you will own after that. So when you click then and uh, you have all of the information provided to you, so all legal information, if you need them, uh, you, you have it on hand. And you click on invest and then your MetaMask opens. You guys know MetaMask, right? Of course. Yeah, so your MetaMask opens. It's also known from CryptoKitties. Uh, uh, a lot of people use it already, so it's, uh, it's, it's out there. And uh, you, you, MetaMask... That's where, we, that's where we found out about it, <laughs> Crypto kitties. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So you MetaMask opens and then it says like, hey, do you really want to do a transaction to, to this smart contract? And then you press OK. And if the funding goal hits, uh, you are then a proud owner of, uh, of a real estate or the profits of this real estate. And if it doesn't work out and uh, the real estate owner doesn't get the whole uh, funding for it, uh, you will get your, uh, your Ether back. So no middleman, uh, you're protected. Uh, and uh, that that is that's it basically. All right, let me ask this: are, are you part owner of the project, or just part owner of the profit from the project? It's actually uh, I simplified it a little bit. So it's you are part owner of the profit of the project. So uh, there is still a manager who who does this real estate uh, thing, who manages it, who rented it out, who ma- makes sure that. Uh, you know, it's uh, all the repairs are being done uh, and everything else. So you are just there for taking the profit. So this profit comes to you when when you own part of this real estate uh, on a monthly, on a quarterly basis. So, for example, let's say you have a month's rent, which is simplified, said one hundred dollars, and you own twenty percent of this uh, property. Then twenty dollars goes straight to you. And into your Ethereum wallet, into your MetaMask on a monthly basis. So we become like landlords. Yeah, more or less, right. So you become like a landlord, uh, just that you have uh, have a managing uh, asset manager or like, uh, you know, facility manager who takes care of all the dirty work for you. That's good because I don't like to clean up after <laughs> myself. I want other people to do that. The uh, website, BrickBlock.io, has got a lot of content on there about the ICO, ETFs, coin funds. There's a beta of the platform, AirDrop, and there's a video you can watch as well as information about the team, which we'll talk about in a moment. And there's uh, an animation, uh, people in the city, and there's a guy on top of a building holding That's a rocket, funny. and uh, he, he releases the rocket, and it goes up. And so my question is, when will that rocket reach the building? I hope very, very soon. So uh, we, <laughs> we, are right now, we are right now in the last phase of our ICO. We just got recently an investment from uh, Finch Capital. Uh, so they invested $6 million US dollars. So uh, this is our first uh, institutional a uh, big backer, and we're really proud to have them on the team right now. Yeah, that's great. Now, let me ask you here. So, for example, I'm looking at the project right here, the Brick Block project, uh, the, the one that's available right now. So if I click on the real estate tab, I click on the uh, the particular uh, project. So right now you have a multi-unit residential project that's for sale 
in Frankfurt, Germany. And the project cost is 2.2 million euro. The funding target is 800,000 euro and bank financing of that. So now let's say, so so based on all of these numbers, people are going to donate a little bit of Ethereum. They're going to own a percentage of that particular project. And how long are they going to 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 own that? Is it something that they can then sell their percentage of that house or sell their percentage of that real estate? How exactly does that, does the transactions work? Like how easy is it to get out of it? So it's super easy. So actually uh, when you want, you can, this is uh, by the way, a rented out uh, project already. So uh, when you buy it uh, you get instantly a monthly rent on it. So passive income uh, for everybody who doesn't have passive income, this is, this is the opportunity to, uh, to get into it. And um, so when you want to get out, when you say like, hey, you want to do a road trip and therefore you need the cash, uh, you can just sell it on, on a secondary exchange uh, or sell it to your friend. You know, like this is as easy as an Ethereum transaction. Do your wallet, uh, send it to, uh, yeah, to, I don't know, uh, Peter or Joe, and then uh, you, uh, you, you are sending the token to him. And the next rent, which is coming, will go directly to him because he will be uh, the uh, the rightful owner then. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So let's talk a little bit about the ICO then as you're because you're going to be closing it out here soon. Who can uh, participate in it and how does somebody get BBK tokens for the platform? So um, who can participate? We have uh, a little bit of a, of a, of a blacklist. Uh, so uh, unfortunately, um, yeah, the U.S. is excluded here. Uh, but still, uh, I mean, like I think that uh, in the future, uh, U.S. citizens will be able also to uh, to get into uh, our tokens too. Uh, we have a U.S. Uh, lawyer on board who is uh, Colin Nimsch. We will see that we will have this uh, thing regulatory compliant within the next year. So U.S. the U.S. market is definitely uh, on our roadmap. We're always getting excluded yeah. there, Jacob. It's <laughs> <not> fair. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's like that. But but still, I mean, uh, you can, uh, if you're not uh, a U.S. resident, then you can go there, uh, click on contribute now. You have to accept some things. Don't contribute from exchanges, uh, the normal things. And then uh, you you own the BrickBlock tokens. And then you are part of the BrickBlock community. Uh, you also are able then to produce access tokens, which are more or less the gas uh, of uh, of Ethereum. So if we want to run our uh, smart contract ecosystem, uh, we are in the need of gas. And this gas uh, is our access tokens. So uh, yeah, it's it's actually a very sim- similar system. Very nice. So according to this right now, you have just launched stage three of your ICO. And through your first stage, you that allowed you to raise uh, funds to build your team. Second stage allowed you to raise funds to develop your minimal viable product. So you passed both of those. You started stage three on May 9th, and that's going for seven days. You guys have already raised over a million dollars or $11 million so far. Uh, yeah, that's right. So uh, we have, uh, yeah, with the three stages together, uh, we have about $11 million. So uh, the last uh, big contribution I already told you about, uh, it's uh, Finch Capital. Uh, they put in $6 million. 
super proud of it. Just closed the deal uh, on uh, last Sunday in, in a weekend session. Uh, and uh, yeah, really looking forward to, to finalize this ICO and uh, concentrate on bringing the real product to you guys. How long until the full roadmap is built out, do you think? So look, uh, we have the full roadmap. We have said that it will be end of this year. Uh, but I think the most important thing where people are looking uh, forward to is actually the first house sale. So right now we have the technical things already approved uh, by consensus. We are, have the technical um, platform available so you can check it out already with your MetaMask account. Uh, we have all, we have the, the building, the seller, uh, we have it all in the pipeline, the building is standing there waiting to be sold. Uh, and the only thing what we need and missing is the approval of the regulators. And we've been in contact with them for quite a while uh, already. And uh, yeah, we think that this will happen in the next weeks or max two months. That's what, what my uh, my thinking is and that uh, of my lawyers. And then uh, we are ready to launch. So this is the major step. When we have done it one time, I think we can repeat it all over. Uh, the, all over. And so this is this is... This is the thing where I'm really, really looking forward to. Jacob, as I look uh, on the website through the team, uh, my question is what makes uh, your group here uniquely qualified to execute on this? Yeah, so uh, I mean, like, uh, let me let me start by uh, getting Philip on board. So Philip uh, is uh, the CTO. He is responsible for all the technical things. So technical things are very important. You know, like we are in a, in, in the blockchain space. When you don't have uh, enough coding power, uh, you cannot survive. And Philip has worked before at McKinsey uh, as a tech lead, leading up to twelve people there, uh, and is now having about seven to eight developers on site in Berlin. Uh, where we uh, where we are hard where we really uh, coding hard uh, to get everything achieved and uh, as simple as and easy as possible for the users to buy it. So on the technical side, we are really great. Uh, I would say on the legal side, I mean also this is a great legal uh, thing, right? And the most other projects which I which I looked at don't are really missing the the legal side. Really talking, they are not really talking to regulators. And I think this is the next. Thing which which has to be done. We need to have regulatory approval to actually make this feasible. And there, Colin Nimsch is a U.S. lawyer who who joined us uh, early this year, uh, and he's leading the the legal side of that. We have also DWF uh, with um, Wolfgang Richter, Dr. Wolfgang Richter, and Axel von Goldbeck as uh, on our advisory board, uh, which are leading this um, this this regulatory uh, thing and bringing it uh, to production. And so we have also the the legal part really cleared. And then I, uh, lastly, I want to mention just uh, just Manuel, who is our CMO. Uh, who who made this all possible by giving us a lot of exposure to a lot of crypto uh, guys and a lot of crypto media and uh, building a great community. So I think we have everything what we need. We are just waiting for this moment where where the regulators approve uh, approve our business. Well, that's great stuff, J uh, Jacob. So is there any other stuff about the ICO that uh, our audience and, and uh, fans of Bad Crypto should know about? Yeah, so uh, it's the last chance to uh, to get some BBK. So uh, join our community and, uh, and participate. Join BrickBlock.io. Well, thanks for joining us here from Grand Cayman, which I believe is perhaps the correct pronunciation. That's a Cayman. Hey, I'm going to the Caymans, the Cayman Islands, man. 
and we'll have more content coming your way. Here from K-Man, man. Yeah, this is great. I, I, I'm enjoying it here, and I want to say thank you to all of y'all for listening all the way through the episode. So if you got to this point, you should totally subscribe to our podcast because you like what we're doing. And so if you're not subscribed already on iTunes uh, or anywhere else, go do that because we love it when you do that because then you can listen to us all the time. And, I, and who doesn't want that? I'm having a Sally Field at the Oscars moment. You like us. You really like us. Oh, you do, so subscribe and stay back. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.